Closing out the week on Ovias and Gilio with some premature evaluations. We've got North Carolina hosting Virginia. Duke traveling to Florida State for a huge test, plus some national games to get into. Meanwhile, the Carolina Panthers can't catch a break, and the Carolina Hurricanes need to get their defensive pairings right. Plus, what's wrong with being a system quarterback in the NFL? Get some OG merch. Head on over to breakingt.com slash OG. Positive vibes only. Five stars only, which again, thanks to everybody who's thrown us five stars on their favorite podcast platform. That helps us out immensely. OG. 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 Let's podcast alongside Joe Giglio. I'm Joe Ovias inside the Eford Studios, downtown Raleigh. Thanks to Empire Properties and thanks to Copiers Plus. Check them out online at copiers-plus.com. Get that print and document management assessment today. That costs you like nothing, right? And then when you get your things all figured out, you'll then start saving money from that moment on because print costs sneaky. It's like a sneaky little ninja knife it'll get you without you realizing it so that's where copiers plus can come in and save you money joe copiers-plus.com which i i need to save money after going to the fair last night funny running into you last night at the fair i gave plasma on my way in so i'm not sure how how you decided to pay for it dude (laughs) rtpmortgage.com give my friend josh goodson a call because (laughs) the cash cash out refund it it is not Just to go full boomer here, yeah. not, nothing is cheap anymore. No. Not one thing. The, well, first off. Everything costs everything. First off, the fare's always been expensive. Period. Yes. End of discussion. It's just one of those things that it used to be you and a date, and that was the end of it. Now it's you. Great point. And a couple of kids. All right. And I don't know about Jackson. Oh, yeah. Who keeps getting taller, by the way. Yeah. You were minus one. Jackson keeps getting freaking taller, man. Yes. Um, so Caleb, who's the same age as Jackson, can freaking eat, man, mm. to have a metabolism, I, which I never had. C- Caleb was blessed with a metabolism that I never had because when I was 15, I mean, I already had the dad bod at that point. It's true. Go look at pictures of me when I was 15 years old because I have like the same damn body. It's ridiculous. <laughs> But Caleb is this pencil thin kid and he's just eating and eating and eating. I'm like, it's 20 bucks here, 20 bucks there. Oh, you want, I'm like, Hey man, we're gonna have a good time. But you know what my favorite part about going to the fair? I do not. I have two, two, two pastimes at the fair. Okay. My first favorite pastime at the fair is guess the temperature based on what people are wearing. Cause last night was a classic, like in the sixties, you'll have some people wearing shirt and t-shirt, you know, t-shirt and shorts. And then you have people breaking out the puffy jackets. <laughs> what is it? And you see groups too. It's like, you'll see the young group, college age, high school group. You have the person there is going to wear this freaking fashion, no matter what the temperature is. And then you also have the other person who I love fall and I'm going to be fall AF and I'm going to have the, the, the plaid and the flannel and the scarves, the beanie, all that stuff. And you, again, if you look at both of them, you would think, is it 85 degrees or is it 35 degrees? I don't know. I guess it depends on how late you stay too. There is that too. There is that too. I, we, we got home around 930, 10 o'clock. Cause we, oh, we did the parking st- ride. Oh, you also like went on the rides. 
Well, I didn't go on the rides. Yeah. The kids went on the rides. You you can't go on rides. I, no. How 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 like what? Fifteen day DL after going on oh. one ride. I, I'm serious. Like, would your neck just be shot just even being on the Ferris wheel? I first of all, I'm like scared of all of the things. Why? I I just always have been even before. Oh, okay. And issues arose at the at the fair. I see. Um, but now no, I I mean I take high blood pressure medication. I I, I think James was like, <laughs> this was probably six or seven years ago. Mm-hmm. We went on that pirate ship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And because I was thinking, oh, it's just back and forth. I can handle that. I. I was like signaling to the guy, like get the paddles ready because this is about to send me into a heart attack. Like I was, I was struggling. I was like crying. I was like gripping onto the, yeah. And he was like looking at me like, what, what is wrong with you? The fair, just speaking of being old, um, Caleb had a, uh, he had like this Reese's cookie dough on a stick. And it was starting was it to fried or no, this one wasn't fried. Just the dough. Just the dough. Just the dough. You saw me devour it. But it's the... like fake dough because no, they don't dough. put the eggs in no, it. It's really, no, I mean, I guess, I guess. But yeah. that's not the point of the story. The point of the story is that dough costs like $15. Sure. Right? Everything's 20 bucks. Easily. No matter what you do. And not just at the fair. It started to crumble off the stick. And as it was falling, you know, baseball instincts took over and I made a move to catch the crumbling. Not a good idea. The crumbling uh, Reese's peanut butter cup. Let it go. No, not at $15. Hell no, man. Lost leader. (laughs) No, that that on the floor is five bucks. Okay. No. So I'm going to catch this damn Reese's. All right. Oh, boy. So I catch it in the process of catching it. Like I pulled something in my abdomen. (laughs) I've never felt older. And I just, as I joked, I'm like, man, I think I pulled something trying to save that cookie dough. (laughs) And Caleb's like, you always are doing, you always hurting yourself. I'm like, yeah, you know what? Talk to me when you're 44, man. Or I said, I could just say, go talk to Mr. Gillio. Yep. No, I, I have Brett Austin lined up to talk next week on yeah. Ball of the Wolf. I saw him at the baseball game yesterday because he went over to NC State's um, exhibition game or preseason game, whatever you want to call it, fall game. Mm-hmm. Brett was on their um, 2013 College World Series team. He's an agent now. And he's I go, I'm sitting here doing the math in my head. I was like, oh shit, are you 30? Yeah, man. He's like, yeah, I'm gonna be 31. I was like, <gasps> but I had to, I had to talk with him. I, I always feel I am definitely the old guy because I, I always have to talk with people. Oh, you, you think it's a real thing. After you turn 33, it's a real thing. It you is slow down. You, like, you absolutely you're just, slow you're down. You're just like, you're no, gonna you absolutely have, slow down. You're gonna have one beer and you're gonna feel like shit the next day, and you're gonna be like, What <laughs> happened? And all I'm gonna say to you is you turn 34. There's something magical about that Larry Bird, Jesus Christ year. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you. Everything You turns, passed man. it. You pass it. And then all of a sudden you're like, man. So when people are like, man, I wish I could go back to my, I, I, I was somewhere playing golf the other day and playing with somebody a little bit older. And they're like, man, I wish I could go back to my twenties. And I'm like, I don't, I don't either. Give me, give me like 30. Mm-hmm. Give me, give me that, that, that was like, I might've had like a dollar in my pocket. I wasn't desperate. I had some direction in my life, yeah. right? I wasn't like out there, you know, you're married, you're like doing your thing mm-hmm. and you're like, hey, life is pretty good. Yeah. 30, 30 was good. 30 was good. 30 was good. <laughs> and you're not like having one beer and, you know, just like dead know, the I'm next in, day. Look, man, I'm in total agreement with you. I'll see pictures of myself when I was 30. I'm like, damn, what happened? Okay. 
where did he where did he go man and you know there's like i in my head i feel i still think i look like that no i don't we got clip and save right now because there's a 58 year old joe in, in 10 years going man you're gonna wish you were 48 again yeah that's true man 40s are great um <laughs> One other one other note about the, the fair, you know, the two things I enjoy doing at the fair. One is the fashion, which right. I, I was going to say, if you transported me back, if you told me I was at the fair in 1994, I would have believed you based really? on some of the fashion. Oh, yeah, man. Oh, yeah. It's like transported back you're to the misremembering 90s. 94. Are you sure about that? Yeah, because, well, they wear less clothing now than oh, they did in 94. Like, I don't know about that because I saw a lot of chunky sweaters, in, dude. A lot of baggy jeans. wore like burlap sacks. They were like afraid of AIDS. I saw it was like this whole thing. Afraid of AIDS. Like it was a thing. What? Yeah, it was a totally different time. Man. <laughs> I mean, I get it was a different time. <laughs> and I get that people were scared. I, yeah, I, yeah. I share I share you, I share yeah. your 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 concern in that. But the I'm saying now, like people just wear nothing. And not last night, man. Not what I was seeing. But you know how I know it wasn't 1994. Uh, Nirvana and Pearl Jam were not playing. Now, my other favorite game at the fair is to see just how much our business has recessed from society, mm. has receded from society. The media business, that yeah, no the media business. exists. It just you, this, exist. this is what you're referring to. Yeah, like in 1994. Like in 1994, it, I'm pretty sure you would have seen Bob and Madison in a bus. I was gonna say, I think it was 94. I, they had to live in the bus, right? Like all that stuff. Contest. Like, no, no, no. I think that was later in the or was 90s. it a car? They lived in, no, they had a bus at one point. Okay. They had a bus at one point. Because you but could win the car. Yeah, there was, the, oh yeah, there was those contests too. Like you had to have your hand on the car. Right. This is, again, this is back when these companies were flush with money. Sure. So you can just go to the fair for a week and blow thousands of dollars on a car and have people standing around and make it a radio bit, right? There was a year where they had people live, literally live at the fair. They had to yes. go to the bathroom at the fair. Yes. They had to shower at the fair if they could find like, I don't know, a Somebody could help them out with that. They had to eat all that stuff at the fair. Okay. And, and then whoever lasted the longest, you know, the 10 days or whatever it was, ended up winning some cash prize or whatever. But little by little, it started to go away. I remember, like, they invested in this gigantic showgram bus, and then they stopped using the bus, but they would bring it out to the fair as like, a, hey, look at the bus. But why? I don't care. There's nobody there. The, the TV stations don't do their hits there anymore. I mean, there was a time where you had the big tent that showed you HGTV for, like, the first time, and you're like, whoa. There used to be, Whoa. they used to have a, uh, it was like, tell a, me future boy, what is this clarity? Who is the president <laughs> in 1985? <laughs> so, I mean, hell, the News and Observer used to give out free papers back in the day. You, you used to have to do a shift at the fair. That was a, you that was a, a thing. Sh- Did you work a shift? Yeah, it was part of the deal. Like you had to go out there and hustle the, uh. Umbrellas. Ah, yes. Oh, right. The cartoon umbrellas. I forgot about the umbrellas. Yes. I forgot about that. But now all that's given way to, you know what I saw last night? Not media companies, not newspapers, TV stations, radio stations, or any of that stuff. You know what I saw last night? Is there some vaping stuff and <laughs> influencers? Oh, I didn't even see those. It's just all, I saw several like live, I'm eating something at the fair live. Oh, okay. Do you know who we need to convince to do that next year at the fair? Because I think this can go viral. We'll close our fair conversation on this. Do you know we you know what we can do? Who we need to do to, to do this? No, I don't. Our friend Aaron Beard. Oh well, he does. For those who don't, own for those Facebook. Who, for those who don't know, Aaron Beard, Associated Press writer, longtime Associated Press writer, a dear friend of ours. AP. And actually, I've, I've I've thought about putting a live camera on you and Aaron in the Carter Finley press box one day. Because well, you guys we're not, are, we're not allowed to sit next to each other. Anymore. You guys are like, uh, who are the Waldorf who, and Statler? Yeah, Waldorf and Statler up there, <laughs> just 
may, running commentary. They mm-hmm. they separated you. Yeah, because you yes. guys got too loud. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Beard goes hard in the paint at man. the ferry. Yeah, it's and, a, it's a Super Bowl, and you all know me. Like I can eat. Yeah, I can eat. You can. I mean, last night I, I went. Can. Last night I went Al's fries. I did the deep fried sushi roll with the bokogi in it, which you saw me. Yeah. Eat. And then there was the walking tachos. I did that. Um, what else did I do last? Oh, night? from the the yeah, Jackson got those. Yeah, because yeah, Jackson and I kept finding ourselves in the same line, and I kept saying, like, "Would you stop following me?" Regardless, but Beard, man, Beard takes it to another level. Yeah, and it's a whole thing, and that's where we are right now. I think we need to get like influencer gear. You know, the the uh, the iPhone on a gimbal. Oh, I thought you meant with the lighting. <laughs> Swag. Well, there's that too. There, there is that too. But anyway, uh, that, that's our wow. Did we really go ten minutes on a tangent about the NC State Fair? Yes, we did, man. Yes, we, we did. We've been here for twenty years, thirty years. I've been here a long time. Oh my god! What did you realize? This is my this this fall. I didn't even realize this until I saw Punkage. Oh yeah, my college roommate. Yeah, celebrating at his thirtieth high school reunion, and I'm sitting here going, doing the math in my head. I'm like. Oh my God, wait a second. It's 2023. It's been 30. I started at NC State 30 years ago this fall. 30. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. My 30th high school reunion at Colonel Gibbons won't be until 2027. Yeah. Well, so I got some time. I got some time. Let's do some premature evaluation, okay. shall we? All right, let's go ahead and get started here. We've got North Carolina versus Virginia. It, this is a this is a two pronged conversation. I don't think that Virginia is the trap. All right, Virginia is no. not a very good team. North Carolina, given the way that they're they're cooking offensively and how competent their defense is, they should be able to take care of a Virginia team that is going through a transitionary time. Totally get that. It's actually next week. That could be a potential problem for North Carolina. That's the Georgia Tech game. That's in Atlanta, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. So that, much like Miami going to UNC has been an issue for the Hurricanes, the Tar Heels going to Georgia Tech has been a traditional problem. And heck, last year too, um, they ended up losing that game as they were in a post, in a a late season swoon. I, the reason why I don't think North Carolina is susceptible to one of these kind of shock games comes back down to the defense. And I want to be really clear about the defense, right? I, I get the haters that are out there when it comes to the defense that, well, of course they looked better when last year they were bad. Of course they looked better when the year before that they looked bad. But let's be consistent here. All we've ever asked out of North Carolina's defense is to be competent. That's all we've ever asked. That's all anybody's ever asked about the Tar Heels. Just be competent. And that's exactly where they are right now in ACC defensive standings. They are right smack in the middle as a defensive unit with a little extra sprinkling of not hot Cheeto dust on a fried sushi roll. That's that sprinkling of Cheeto dust is actually the turnovers, which they've been benefiting from a little turnover luck this year. Some teams are blessed with that. Now the turnover luck could go away, but that still doesn't take away from what Carolina's defense has been Joe. And that is competent. And that's all you need, man. UNC is a 23 and a half point favorite in this game. This is a name your score kind of game. Virginia's offense is actually kind of sprightly. Yeah. They got a little bit going on for them on the offensive side of the football. Carolina's going to score at least 50 points in this football game, though. Next, Duke 
Florida State down at Tallahassee. I don't expect Duke to win this game, but I do expect this to be a competitive game because I think this is more of a test for Florida State than it is for the Blue Devils. We still don't know the status of Riley Leonard talking to Steve Wiseman and the News and Observer earlier this, earlier this week. He did leave the possibility that Riley Leonard might be available for this game, but I think you and I are on the same page. If Riley Leonard isn't 100%, you do not play him in this game because there are bigger fish to fry, I think, for Duke the rest of the season, and you need a 100% Riley Leonard to make that work. I don't expect Riley Leonard to play in this football game, but I'm having big deja vu moments here thinking about Clemson in the opener. Like, oh, man, I mean, poor Duke. They, they got to open up with Clemson. And, yeah. and, you know, what are they going to do? And Clemson's going to come in here and run the ball all over them. And mm-hmm. 14 and a half is the number here down in Tallahassee. It's a night game. Fully expect Florida State to win this football game. Mm-hmm. But, man, you fool me once. Shame on you. Well, that's you why. ain't fooling me again with Duke because they will fight. They're going to fight in Thank this you. football game. I think Florida State's a good team. Mm-hmm. I, I think I think Florida State and, and Carolina, I think the winner of that game in Charlotte is going to be in the college football playoff. Agree. Okay. But I don't think they're let's roll the ball out good. No, and, and, I, and I think Mike Elko is going to blitz the shit out of them. That's which is why. what they do. And they are aggressive as hell on defense. I think Duke fights in this football game. I don't think they win the football game, but they will fight. This is why I think it's a bigger test for Florida State. That, look, Duke's whole signature this year has been up front. That defensive line is really yeah. good. As you said, Elko is going to play aggressive. They're going to blitz. Jordan, Tra- you know, there was a lot of conversation about Jordan Travis, Drake May, who's the actual best QB, yada, yada, yada. Look, I think we all agree that Drake May is a better NFL prospect. Jordan Travis can ha- have his up and downs. Now, Florida State might have some better skill position players. Like they do. Coleman, not might. They do. No, okay. I'm talking about versus Carolina, not Duke. Um. Like who who's got yeah taking Coleman or Tess Walker sure but they also have Johnny Wilson Trey sure. Benson it's, right that's a, that's a that's a if you want to hit fast forward to the first week first Saturday in Charlotte we can yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying yeah. Yeah, yeah Florida State's got some they got some dudes they got some skills so I do think it's going to be more on it's more incumbent on Jordan Travis to really show if he's that next level QB sure. that many many people thought he's capable of because what did we see in the Clemson game earlier this year Clemson Florida State. Look, Clemson, they, they needed a miracle to win that football game. They did, <laughs> and that's because Clemson's defense was on it yeah. and made life really hard for Florida State. So that's the thing I'm looking for. And I think Duke is capable of keeping this game close. I don't think they're going to win, but I think they're going to come away with a close, close game in this one. Speaking of Clemson. Cle- look, Dabo's been doing the thing of he's, he's big. Big Jeff Bizdelic energy, man. Ugh. Our radio people told us that they, you take away those those runs and we outscored it by 19. So, so Dabo's been on this, hey, man, we're just a couple plays away from being undefeated. We're just a couple plays away from being in the college football playoff discussion. We're just a couple plays away. You take those plays away, I get all that stuff. And that's what you have to do for self-medication. I get all that. But Clemson, you and I both agree, still has ACC spoiler energy to them. They can ruin North Carolina season later in the year, right? And I think this, to me, is Clemson keeping the fight against a Miami team that what do they have to play for next? This is going to be Mario Cristobal's biggest issue going the rest of the year. All right. Because they've had a pattern of losing and then tanking. You did a stupid against Georgia Tech. Yep. There was a way to overcome that. Then in the second half against the Tar Heels, you got housed. All right. So what is your motivation the rest of the way? Can Mario Cristobal keep this group together? 
This Clemson game is really dangerous for Cristobal if they get run, if they look like a team that just does not give a shit about the rest of the year. That's what I'm looking for in this Miami game against the Tigers. Ooh, this one's spicy, Joe. Penn State, Ohio State. Mm. This is a classic who needs it more game between the Nittany Lions and the Buckeyes. There are certain things that you have to explain to me, and, and we'll go over them. One of them is like Hubert Davis being on the hot seat for right. UNC basketball. <laughs> right. The other now is Ryan Day. Like people, you're saying that people at Ohio State are legitimately mad at Ryan Day. Yes. And I'm sitting here going, for what? Because now? they're, well, they, they have not. Because looked, they lost to Michigan twice, basically. They've lost to Michigan twice and they don't look like actual title contenders. And okay. what do we know about Ohio State? Ohio State is built to win. Ohio so State is built to get into the college it's football two playoff. two sides of the same coin then. Oh, that's fine. Okay. Because I, I actually heard this on, I think it was um, Fox, actually. They were talking about who needs this because this is their game. Mm-hmm. It was the, who needs this game more, of course. And I'm sitting here thinking, like, you, you got to be kidding, right? Like, James Franklin is, like, completely incompetent when it comes to playing <laughs> against Ohio State and Michigan. Like, no shit the, the exclusive here, guys. Like, so let's let's have it. Let's bring it back. We have the full bizdelic of the week. Okay. Another one? Yep. Our radio people told us that they, you take away those those runs and we outscored it by 19. So <laughs> So here we have James Franklin, his best team at Penn State. I think we can make that argument. Yeah. It's been laid out. They yeah. Drew Lair, their new quarterback, looks like the real deal. Mm-hmm. They're unbeaten, flying high, look great on offense. They're skilled players. They've really upgraded at the receiver and, and quarterback positions. But if you just take away that 20 to, to nothing oh. run at the end of the first half, if you just take away just do that, Ohio State and Michigan, James Franklin's 48 and 16 <laughs> against the rest of the Big Ten. He's won three quarters of his conference football games. If you just take away his one and eight record against Ohio state, Oh, and four on the road. He is three and six against Michigan, but you got to remember Harbaugh had a little bit of a lull there Mm -hmm. and uh, he's one and four on the road against Michigan. So he's one and eight Mm -hmm. on the road against Ohio state and Michigan. So yes, with sprinkles on top, this game means way more to James Franklin than it does to Ohio State because I actually think Ohio State's in a down year mm-hmm. and this is Penn State's best team. This is on the road. Well, to your point, uh, uh, one of the biggest, well, you know, Joe, just take away that Ohio just, State, Michigan. Take it no away. big deal. No big deal. I mean, look at Herb Sendex record at NC State. Take basketball. away Duke, take away Duke Carolina. It's perfectly fine. So here's the issue with Ryan Day and Ohio State based on what I can pick up on, not being. You know, I'm not hanging out with Tim Hall in Columbus doing sports talk radio. Shout out to Tim. Ohio State has a tendency to play with their food this season. And under Ryan Day, there's an overall theme where the first half you set yourself up to get got. Mm -hmm. And then they turn it on in the second half and they find a way to win. I mean, they should have lost against Notre Dame. I mean, straight up, they should have lost against Notre Dame. People were going, you know, we talk about the Pitt super weapon. In the Big Ten these days, they call it Maryland October. That's <laughs> Maryland's going to do something to you in October that's going to catch you by surprise. So that Ohio State-Maryland game was completely unimpressive. We talked to Wiseman about it, AP Top 25 voter. It's like, at some point, you got to show me something right? if you want me to rank you. <laughs> and that's the 34-2. and two. I get that. Ten football games. I get that. But people <laughs> want it. People want But what's the college football, what's the college football playoff record? What's the, no, what's the college football playoff record? <laughs> 
That's the problem people have. I get it. <laughs> That's the problem that people have. These are these are like, dude. These are first world problems. Get the hell out of here. These are these are like, oh, which yacht do I want? Where should we Where should we go? Should we go to Joss Van Dyke this weekend, or do you feel like having some homemade pasta? Then you know, listen. They absolutely should have won the national championship last year. They should have. I, I have a ticket that's crumpled up. It absolutely cursed that's, my that's 2023. The, that's the problem. I'm telling you. That's the if problem. anybody wants to be mad at Ryan Day for going to get a kicker from Carolina, it's me. There you go. But don't be mad at Ryan Day. There you go. And we'll close on this Utah and Southern Cal. Another one where Woo. Southern Cal, uh, <laughs> Bud, Bud, Bud Elliott cover three uh, dubbed Southern Cal and really Lincoln Riley in general as an unserious football team. Yes. And that tracks. They can't play defense. They got smoked by Notre Dame. Not that they can't play. They're just not even interested. They're not in interested at all. A, as a concept. At all. You know, I get that Southern Cal is missing some key players, including their wide receiver. I get all that stuff. But you got to play some defense. And you like Utah. Shout out to Mark Armstrong. You love Utah in this game. I, listen, this game's on the road. And normally, I would just say take the home teams. USC coming off a bad loss at Notre Dame. You expect the team to play better in a game after a poor performance. Mm-hmm. I don't think people realize what Kyle Whittingham has at Utah. And it's, it, I saw the tweet. It was like, just, oh, just because it was the Oregon Washington game. It's like, oh, the winner of this game is going to win the Pac 12. And it's like, no, guys, here comes Utah with a hammer mm. to hit you in the head and bludgeon you to death because that's what Utah football is. I didn't realize they were 15 and three last two years in conference play. They're two and one this year. They, they've been, they got some quarterback issues. This just comes down to, if you remember the Pac 12 championship game last year in Las Vegas. They absolutely bullied USC all over mm. the football field. I I can't imagine that USC has made that much progress no. in the span no. of 10 months. I kind of sort of refuse to believe they've made that much progress in the span of 10 months. The college football Reddit tw- uh, Twitter account. Uh, I saw this post the other day when I was just killing some time. And they're just like, is Lincoln Riley college football's greatest grifter? Yeah, if you want to be mad at somebody. Might be Lincoln Riley. Be mad at Lincoln Riley. Might be. There are your premature evaluations for this upcoming week. This upcoming week of weekends worth of college football. I can talk. I think I still have some NC State fair fat and cholesterol processing through me. Gurgling at this point in time. Every time we talk about college football, it's brought to you by Wings Over. Check them out. Wings Over Raleigh. Wings Over Chapel Hill. Wings Over Greenville. And wings over the PNC parking lot here soon. Very excited about this, show. Wingsover.com. Get your order in. Free parking. Hillsborough Street. Wings over Raleigh. Go check out Ryan Malley's crew. That's number one. Number two, I break. Do we have a breaking news sounder? My, my juices flow all the time. Uh, actually, do we have one? Hold on a second. Uh, I don't know what we you want that to be. It? That, that works. Okay. What do we have here? We have, thanks to my friend Hunter Mars, we will have. Six tickets to give away Ooh. to the OG tailgate because Ooh. Hunter was listening to the podcast yesterday. He's like, it doesn't seem right that you're having a giveaway and not giving away tickets to the hockey game. But we're giving away free I, food I, and potentially free. Beer. He's not saying it like it, he's not I denigrating gotcha. us. I got you. He's trying to help us. I see. So we've now upped the ante sir, for OG, the OG tailgate, which will be brought to you by Sleek Fleet and Wings Over. Okay. Mm hmm. Now we will help, we will give away three spots. You will get a ride from Tyler Sleek Fleet. Pick you up, take you to this game, take you to our tailgate. Mm-hmm. Right? Thanks to Hunter, you're gonna have. We're gonna give one. We're gonna give away two tickets. So three groups of two tickets, mm-hmm. six total tickets. 
We'll have wings. We're going to have adult beverages. We are. We think. We, we think. Are. We are. Knocking on wood. No, we are. So, OG Tailgate, 11-7. Our wings are better than your wings. Canes versus Sabres. Is it still PNC Arena? It's still PNC. PNC Arena. We'll be in the parking lot. Come check us out at the OG Tailgate. You don't need to win shit to come over and see us. Although, shout out to Chuck Caden. It's always going to be the Ressa. Uh, only Chuck ever called that the Ressa. It's the only person ever. It's Chuck. I know. He would name... He would give player last name pronunciations that only he would give. Sam Sonov. Shout out to Chuck. He's the best. I love our group. Think about that. We were sitting here yesterday. Yeah. We were contemplating this. This. You know me. I like to do things. You, you do. Yeah. So think about it. Like in, in different iterations, we didn't do anything, which always annoyed me. We never did stuff. Now, not only do we do, not only do we do stuff now, mm-hmm. we do it and we have people listening going, Hey, that's a really cool idea. Let me help you. So shouts to Hunter, man. I think we did do stuff. There's just more bureaucracy to it. That's all. Housekeeping. Let's get to some housekeeping. Uh, we got a new podcast, new, it's all housekeeping, <laughs> new law of the wolf. This whole podcast has been housekeeping. Yes. New law of the wolf. Uh, did you realize NC state has been penalized 21 times? In their two ACC losses. Yeah. It's terrible. So we can sit here and talk about Herb Sendak. We can sit here and talk about Duke. We can sit here and talk about Carolina. Yeah. But NC State needs to look in the mirror during this open date and fix NC State. Um, do they also need to talk to the parents as well? Yes. Have, uh, we, have, uh, we, hit that, have we hit that point in NC State season? Yes. As the let me G4 see, group uh, texted yesterday. JC, JC actually got me a screen grab. I have to go and find it. Uh, yeah, so apparently MJ Morris's mom, Kimberly Morris, and you're telling me this was in response to Pack Pride? Mm, yeah. A story yeah, yeah, on yeah, Pack yeah. Pride? Yes. So interesting. This is from Kimberly Morris. This is the screen. This is the screen grab. Uh, MJ has to step his game up after sitting half the year and receiving no first team reps caps all year. He stayed loyal and agreed to redshirt after losing an entire year of eligibility last year because of three plays at Syracuse. Sounds like you're scapegoating my son. I believe the tweet has since been deleted. Yes. But the internet, of course, never forgets. So have we, have we already hit that portion? Of we, the we've, we've hit the angry parent portion Ooh. of a losing season. Yes. Scared money don't make money, Joe. Does, does That was early. <laughs> Scared money? <laughs> that was early. Don't make money. Uh, speaking of podcasts, new podcast produced by our friends over at WUNC, North Carolina's public radio. It's called The Broadside. It's hosted by award-winning podcast producer Anissa Khalifa. Broadside explores news, history, pop culture stories rooted in the American South. And each week, the show goes beyond the headlines and explores a single topic impacting the region. Along the way, they zoom out, explain how it reverberates across the country. So go ahead, follow and listen to the new podcast, The Broadside, every Thursday, wherever you get your podcast. And much like I ask you to give us five stars, give them five stars as well. Speaking of five stars... North Carolina season has been five stars, man. And uh, not that many opportunities remain to go see the Tar Heels at Keenan. So head on over to GoHeels.com to get your tickets. Virginia up this weekend. Uh, and SeatGeek is the official ticket outlet for Tar Heel Athletics as well. Speaking of contests, yeah. 11-2, November 2. It's a Thursday. We will have a football toss to give away tickets to the Duke Carolina football game very excited about the that. duke carolina football game is going to be more important Huge. this year than any and then any 
Duke Carolina basketball game this year. Mark it. Save it. Oh, this year. Clip it. Okay, this year. Mm-hmm. Is there a Duke Carolina bat football equivalent of the Final Four meeting? It'd have to be an ACC championship game now that we're. It would have to be somehow. Football. It would have to be somehow in the in the twelve team playoff where they both make yeah. the playoff. Well, we know that's never happening. Just say never say never. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know what? When they're in the Big Ten. That's entirely possible. Never say never. It's entirely possible. They'll get two teams out of the Big Ten. <laughs> Big thanks to Mosquito Authority and Pest Authority for sponsoring Ovias and Julio as well. Check them out, bugsbite.com. Again, that's bugsbite.com. Mosquito Authority came out to my place the other day, took care of that business. So we are good to go. And customer service is always paramount. Do you have any concerns? Anything I should be looking at? Why, yes, I do. And they'll take care of it. Saw Hayes Lancaster yesterday at the baseball game. Mm-hmm. Hayes is a big baseball fan, big state fan. Uh, appreciate him supporting Law of the Wolf. Appreciate him supporting the OG. Go to Bugs Bite. Get all kinds of deals. Does not believe in contracts. Their work is that good. But you can get you can save yourself a bunch of money if you go to BugsBite.com. Look, a couple uh, professional team news and notes from this week, uh, the Carolina Hurricanes and the Carolina Panthers. We'll start with the Hurricanes. They're in action tonight. Like, against... give, me, give me something good here. Well, that's, that's not... I mean, I mean it kind of depends. Carolina Hurricanes taking on uh, the Kraken tonight. Another Canes after dark, 10 o'clock, as this road trip continues. Still uh, still waiting for Ron Francis to return my, my phone call. He's never going to do no, it, Joe. He's not going to. I'm he? sorry. He's yeah. never going to. Which, by the way, quick, side, quick aside, <laughs> since now it's we've kind of, I'm in that fair mode. Yeah. It's funny. I was waiting on the, we did the park and ride because I wasn't paying 40 bucks to, to pay the car stadium parking lot. Was it, oh, because of the concert. Yeah. The, which gets to the point. So, um, the, the people that were, there was a couple that was in line in front of us waiting for the bus to go back to the park and ride the Reedy Creek park and ride. And I guess he overheard a conversation that Kelly and I were having about the canes and he chimed in and I, I said something about the road trip and he goes, he made a good point. He's like, you can't sit here and tell me you can't have the Carolina Hurricanes playing hockey games at home when you've got three concerts at PNC Arena during, during the during the fair. Because I think, what, Travis Scott was here this past weekend. Last night was Shania Twain, and then there was another concert I forgot about. There were supposed to be two Travis Scott shows. He That's did, right. He only did one. And I remember going to see Nine Inch Nails at PNC Arena back in 2013. I think it was 2013. And they hadn't figured out the parking situation yet, so it was a disaster to try to get there on a Friday night to go see Nine Inch Nails. But they seem to have figured it out now. Like, they're very adamant about this. This is concert parking. You cannot park here for the fair. If you want to park for the fair, you have to go over here. So, yeah, there's no reason why the Canes can't play some hockey games while the fair is going on if you can have three concerts at PNC Arena during the week. Two big concerts, too. Travis Scott's a huge show. And Shania Twain. Uh, You ready, girls? I wouldn't do it. Um, Okay. Regardless. I remember when they played football games during the fair. Well, that was because Steve Steve Troxler wanted the visual. I remember I was at. The- I remember they did the football game during the day, and then the hockey game at night. Oh, I remember that one too. But there was a Thursday. There was a Thursday night ESPN game during the fair, and it was all about the visuals, man. All about the visuals. I forgot who the opponent was. I feel like it was a Florida State game, maybe or Clemson, one of the two. Either way, it was a big game on a Thursday mm-hmm. night back when Thursday night college football was a thing. It was a thing. It was a thing at this point in time. And so your kids, he wanted the visual and all that stuff, and traffic was a disaster regardless, you know who's actually been a disaster for the Carolina Hurricanes? Tony D'Angelo. Tony D'Angelo has been an absolute disaster. And one thing that we didn't get too deep into yesterday because we were talking about the cautious chaos of the Carolina Hurricanes and how, they, how they're handling injuries and whatnot. 
Uh, D'Angelo did not play the third period in their comeback win against the Sharks. So I'm going to be curious to see how Rod Brindamore handles D'Angelo today versus the Kraken. It's not lost on me that the Canes turned it on without D'Angelo on the ice, who's been more of a liability. And Jalen Chatfield, who we talked to Luke DeCock about earlier in the week, about how is this guy still the seventh defenseman when he's done everything you would expect the guy to earn a spot to play on that third line. And guess who was on the third line with Orlov in that third period? But, you know, D'Angelo, this is my biggest concern with D'Angelo as I hit my microphone here. Defensive crap aside, defensive crap aside, all right, D'Angelo runs hot. And he was really good in his first season with the Carolina Hurricanes up until the playoffs. And we saw what happened against the Rangers when he started to kind of lose his cool and he became a liability at that point. Well, in the game against the, and I got the clip up here on, uh, on YouTube, and he basically get he gets hip checked by the ref. All right. He's understandably upset. And the ref's like, yeah, yeah, cool. But then D'Angelo wouldn't let it go. And then he ends up in the box like that. Buddy, you got to let it go. And that's always my biggest issue with D'Angelo. And I'll be curious. This Anyway, this is not me trying to pick on D'Angelo. It's me pointing out that when you've got this depth at defense for the Carolina Hurricanes, why are you dicking around with somebody like Tony D'Angelo? At this well, point in time, it's the power play. He's useful on their second power play unit. They've had, he only had seven shifts in the game. So but how, how useful is he though? But you, in the grand scheme, but it's an 82 game schedule. I get that part. You have assets. Yes. Right. Yes. And, you, and we don't know the relationship between Rod Brendamore and Tony D'Angelo. No, we don't. So why did it work the first time when he was ostensibly their number one defenseman yeah. on the power play? Yes. I, it, th- we can't disagree we can we should agree that that season when he was their number one quarterback on the power play he was good mm-hmm. so what Until they he wasn't but anyway well but they in the playoffs they're not good on the power play the power play changes in the playoffs yeah okay? I know. things get tighter my point is he is a complete and at that point even mm-hmm. though they were underpaying for him and there was remember that was saving the Dougie Hamilton money it was okay it was now you're getting him at a complete and total bargain basement nothing yeah and this is a uh, hey if you come Although back 2.4 isn't nothing but anyway if you come back and contribute at the level that you did last time mm-hmm. as our second team power play guy good for us okay. totally for us you also don't know how the people on the team react to tony d'angelo like we know that he's had he's been problematic elsewhere that doesn't mean oh, problematic no, 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 here no 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 i don't want to no 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 I don't know. I'm saying everything, not, not his, not his political views. Dude, I'm talking about his personality, all that with his teammates. So I get all that. That's I get how all that. You get guys on the ice. I get all that. Again, we've talked about loss leaders before. I get you on that. I I'm stripping all the other ancillary stuff around Tony D'Angelo away. I don't care if the room likes him or not. Okay. Right. I mean, based, based on my understanding of how things, there's only like one guy in the history of this Rod Brindamore run that the room didn't like. And he wears bracelets that say Kane suck. Sure. Okay. So, no, I'm talking about... loses every year I in the playoffs. <laughs> oh, right. It down. Oh, Eric Collins on the end? Ah, forget it. They're winning. I'm talking I about... I don't think they love Michael Furland either, but I'll just... Oh, you know what? You're right. <laughs> yes. I forgot about... I don't actually, think it was just one. I forgot about Furland. <laughs> I, I honestly forgot about Furland. Oh, fairly important. Dream. I'm talking about on the ice. On the ice. Sure. Come on. At some point... I'm, but I'm, what I'm saying to you is that's the whole point of the 82-game schedule. Mm-hmm. They have seven defensemen. I get that. And the defense. Right. No, they got eight, right? And because the de- they dress seven and on the, a regular. And the defense continues to be their offensive production. I get all yes. that stuff. And they were yes. like that last year. 
But you also have to, oh, I don't know, you know, it's the old herb. So it's yep. a herb syndex sort of week. You yep. do have to prevent the other team from scoring at some point. And yes. if you're gonna, if you're gonna you know, hang your goalie out to dry, because anyway, I digress. Peter Kochekov called up Freddie Anderson. Uh, he took that puck to the face mask, a little wobbly. Gets back to that Rod Brindamore quote that we uh, we played yesterday. You want to be cautious with these things. You've got Kochekov, and it's setting itself up once again for these three goalies to play about a third of the season. That's the right way to go about this. Yes, but to go back to D'Angelo, do you, do you know who's going to figure out if he's useful or not? Rod Brindamore is going to yeah. figure it out, and yeah. that's what they're doing on They'll this. They'll figure trip. it out. They're trying to figure out the, what their best combinations are, what their best lineups are, all yeah. of those things. Just as Tom Dundon said, you know who I ask? I ask Rod. All right. I don't sit here and try to figure this stuff out. I ask the guy who knows. So you don't know what you don't know. Fair. You know what I know? Graffiti has an incredible bourbon selection. Go check them out in Cary. Uh, the youths are into bourbon. Uh, are you not into bourbon? You're not a youth. I'm not a youth. I'm into bourbon. And Well, it's, per- it's bourbon it's season Not in too. the way that the youths are. A little nip in the air. Yeah. Sit back, enjoy some bourbon. They've got a great selection over at Graffiti. They also have podcasts and bourbon. It was like Maryland with crab cakes and football. Yes. Podcasts and bourbon. Youth. That's that's what I do. No, no, no. youth and gambling into- parlays. They do and three par- things. Three things. Stupid parlays. Stupid parlays. God. So they got their games started. You don't have to gamble like graffiti though. Graffiti's got all the TVs. They got great bourbon specials. They got break even night on Tuesdays. So go check them out. So from the Carolina Hurricanes to the Carolina Panthers, we've been talking this week about the. Panthers rebuilding and trying to find some draft assets. There is a couple of guys that you could probably trade to get something in return. This is why you always follow Lou Takak's rule of a season. Never say it can't get any worse than this. It can. Because it always can get worse. It can. Adam Schefter on Twitter, Panthers safety, Jeremy Chin, significant quad injury that is expected to sideline him up to six weeks per league sources. Chin does not need surgery, but he also is in the last year of his contract scheduled to be a free agent after the season. So it went from, hey, let's see if we can get a box of footballs for Jeremy Chin to we ain't getting anything for Jeremy Chin. And that actually leads us to where things have gone for the Carolina Panthers this season in general. And it's been offensively, the guys that you surrounded Bryce Young with did not pan out or have not panned out. Your offensive line has regressed. However, the un, the the buried lead for the Panthers this year isn't about Bryce Young. It's about the defense, which is one of the things that they're supposed to be good at. But well, they were when they played a different four There's that. And you know when they're also good? When they've got the bodies on the football field. Sure. And that's been a big problem. This is from uh, from Threads from J Rod NFL Draft. He does, I think it's Cat Crave is the is the blog, the website. Carolina Panthers have been brutalized with injuries, and he listed them all out. It's it's one of these like, oh, has he been hurt? Has he been hurt? He laid it all out. Shaq Thompson, J.C. Horn, Dante Jackson, Xavier Woods, Von Bell, Frankie Louvu, Jeremy Chin, Marquis Saints. All of them have actually missed significant time or missed in-game time a quarter plus this upcoming season. And again, that's one of those things where if you're going to be good at all. At defense, you need the bodies on the field, and that's what the hurt. That's what the Panthers just have not had this season, and that adds layers to them not being good. And why I don't think coming out of the bye week, they're going to beat the Houston Texans. People have been kind of marking this one as an opportunity to win. No, man, not from what I've seen from this team, not from what I've seen defensively, not from what I've seen offensively. And you think, <laughs> you think the referendum on Bryce Young is going to is loud now? 
What's going to happen when CJ Stroud gets the QB wins over the Carolina Panthers, Joe? That's going to be a problem. Speaking of which, to just, me, just get Dalton out there. Let's yeah, get the one. Yeah. Let's get the one win out of the way. Yeah, that might be it. That might be it. Speaking of uh, speaking of of Bryce Young, Dimitri Ravano's talked to Paul Feinbaum. Love it from ESPN. You know, Bama guy talking Bama things. So Dimitri on Young Gun hit him up about Bryce Young. Where's Bama Bryce been? What is missing from Bama Bryce? Is it as simple as just a, that the NFL is a different animal, or is there something else you notice? It is. Uh, yesterday, uh, I interviewed Derek Brown. I just said you were a first rounder, a high pick. What you know? What's it like for Bryce? And you have to interpret his words, but essentially, he said this game is, is so fast. Yeah. And you know, he's he's not seeing it all. I, I think Bryce deserves a lot of blame. Uh, I'm personally really disappointed in what I've seen. Uh, and and I, a lot of my friends, as you know, I live in Charlotte, uh, are saying we should have taken. C.J. Stroud. I still think Bryce is one of the smartest quarterbacks, one of the best quarterbacks I've ever seen, but but he is developing slow, and and you you have to really wonder, you know, was it a great idea to start him game one? My argument to that all season has been, I don't think it addresses the bigger problem, which is the offensive line has not performed right. up to the way it did last year. His pass catchers, clearly there's only two guys he really trusts. I just don't know why. Uh, well, I mean, this, this is a crummy team. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just to have him out there, uh, you know, developing bad habits, doing things, uh, to me, doesn't make any sense. So there you go. That's uh, Paul Feinbaum, my guy, Paul Feinbaum, on with Dimitri Ruvano's Young Gun. You can check that episode out. Just look up Young Gun. Uh, wherever you get your podcasts, and you'll find it there. And ultimately, I do agree with Paul Feinbaum. The Panthers are just a crummy team right now. And you do worry about the development of Bryce Young, and that's where the Thomas Brown play-calling decision comes into play. The rest of the season isn't about wins and losses. It's not about Frank Reich's you know, delusional, hey, man, we got 11 games, anything can happen. No, 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 no. Your number one goal is to make sure that by next season, Frank, that Bryce Young is not broken, which does lead us into a deeper conversation around quarterbacks. Big thanks to Breeze Through for sponsoring Ovias and Chilio. We've been talking about the Canes a lot. Hit that Breeze Through just outside PNC Arena to get all your tailgating needs, snacks, all the goods, stay hydrated. Get your coffee to stay caffeinated with the lifetime refill. So big Shouts thanks to Breeze Through. to Matthew Wimberly. Yeah. Listener went on the podcast, went on the YouTubes yesterday, <laughs> left the code word coaches. Yeah. He is the proud owner now of this uh, Tumblr. Matthew, you let us know how you want to get this. Preferably you come down here and get it from us uh, or I can meet you somewhere, but yeah, we'll figure something out. I mean, maybe I'll meet you at the brief here. We'll fill this thing up together. I love it. Big thanks to Butcher's Market as well. Uh, we're actually doing 919 Vice from Butcher's Market today. Kenneth is going to cook up some, some meats. Oh, is he cooking? Yeah, he's cooking today. Your podcasts are so much better than mine. Well, I mean, damn, they don't have to be. I don't cook anything. I mean, I don't know. Can Austin Herbert cook for you? For Law of the Wolf? I don't know. Ah, Who knows? Regardless, we're going to be at the Butcher's Market today for 919 Vice. So go check out that episode when it drops tomorrow. And I think this weekend's going to be really, really nice. You know, fall, do some grilling. Perfect, man. Head on over. Head on over to the Butcher's Market. And take care of that. We appreciate them sponsoring Ovias and Jilly. We're moving on. So this is, I'm, I'm not trying to make this a Dolphins podcast. 
We can. This is not a backdoor Wait, pilot. They're the only interesting team they in the really NFL. Are. They really are. Because it's in, so the, the Dolphins are the most interesting team in the NFL for a variety of reasons. Because you'll this is this is something that, that cuts deep right into your heart, Joe. In the NFL right now, scoring is down. Ugh. Like in a big way. And if you're a gambler, apparently you're mopping up on taking quarterback unders. Like total yards, unders. Yes. Yeah. And scoring total, unders. I, I want to say that this past weekend, week six of the NFL, I read this stat, I think, on the Washington Post. Neil Greenberg does a lot of like gambling breakdown stuff for the Washington Post. Under scoring total unders were like 12 and two this weekend or something to that effect. And it speaks to a larger issue that we talked about with Brooke Pryor from ESPN. She wrote about this leading up to the season and that defenses are adapting to the big playability of several offenses and why you have seen Joe Burrow injury aside, not chuck it. Why you've seen the Buffalo bills get more erratic with Josh Allen being contained from his big arm and the big playability of the Buffalo bills. They've certainly come back down to earth and why the yak monsters out there are the ones that are truly eating right now in the NFL, which gets us back to the Miami Dolphins and Mike McCarthy and how in a year in which scoring and offense is down because defenses have adapted, Mike McDaniel has figured out more often than not how to take advantage of it. Now you need the personnel to run it. Speed kills, right? Mm -hmm. But it goes beyond just the speed. It's the motion because as much as we get wrapped up in Tyreek Hill, we get wrapped up in conversations around Tua Tagovailoa. You know what the Dolphins are actually doing with Mostert? They're running the ball, man. Yep, they are and running aging. the ball. And yeah, um, so anyway, long story short, the Dolphins have adapted f- to what we're seeing defensively. So the question is, when will other teams get around to this? Shanahan is the other guy. How do you adapt? Do you just get fat? No, like- no, no, no. Here's the thing. So, you know, <laughs> here's where the shift is. So, and I, I wonder if nationally we're so locked into quarterback conversations. We cannot see the forest from the trees about what's happening and where the value is. Christian McCaffrey with the 49ers, Debo Samuels with the 49ers, Brock Purdy's taking all the air out of the room as to whether or not he's elite. If he's an MVP. No, look at where offenses are going and the value shifting over to multi-purpose flex like guys who can get you yardage as you go underneath. Because like you're saying, positionless basketball. Thank you very much, Coach K. But that's kind of where we're headed. Kyle's position is winner. You know what? So is Christian McCaffrey's. So is Tyreek Hill's. Because as much as we get wrapped up in MVP conversations and who is the quarterback that should do it, you know who's actually the MVP right now? Tyreek Hill. You know who the MVP is when he's on the field? Christian McCaffrey. If I'm the running back groups, and I'm seeing how defenses have taken away. I mean, at, at this point, we're probably going to go to cover 11 at the rate things are going, right? I was reading a story about how cover sixes have, have seen an uptick in coverage to prevent these big plays from happening. Well, why don't we just go cover 11 at this point? I think that's just prevent defense. Regardless, if I'm a running back, I'm seeing my value increase. You have to use that in, as a negotiation tactic going forward. If I'm a wide receiver, I'm demanding even more money because your value comes from getting the yards after the catch at this point, not necessarily on a quarterback being able to throw the big play. So it's been an interesting turnaround this year. And I do wonder if the NFL is going to look at this points being down, explosiveness being down. If it starts to affect the ratings, because remember 
The NFL went through a little bit of a rating swoon. We get to the pandemic. You call it pandemic rules. Football scoring went through the roof. The ratings went along with it. We're seeing an overcorrection as defenses have adapted. It's been interesting to watch. Just get faster. Just, oh, it's just be Clemson. That, it's that easy. Pat Narnia. Yeah, it's just, it's just that easy. Just, just get, faster. get faster. Well, it's it's funny. Uh, yesterday, just go find another Tariq Hill. We could draft him. <laughs> yesterday. Right, right Matt? Of Rule? course. Of course. We're just going to draft another Patrick Mahomes. We'll do it. Mike McDaniel was asked by Joe Shad. Joe Shad used to be a college football insider for ESPN. He's been working at the Paul Beach Post covering the Dolphins now for a few years. And, and, and Shad set McDaniel up, really. I knew what Shad was doing. It was a, hey... You know, people are calling to a Tunga Vailoa system QB, which I have thoughts on. Here's McDaniel's response, which I, I thought was great. There are some folks who believe that many quarterbacks in this scheme with you as the coach, with Tyreek and Jalen, maybe even many, many quarterbacks would excel, would flourish, would be near the top of the passer Raider leading MVP candidate. What, if any, pushback is there relative to, wait, no, no, hold on. You know, the, Tua is a little bit of um, <laughs> my my answer to that would would be who the f cares because it's it, there's it is a team we're we're working together and I know one thing um I've coached stuff a long time I haven't seen um people do what our guys do so anyway, that was uh, Mike McDaniel responded to Joe Shad, and I, I enjoyed that. Who the F cares? Ultimately, yes, who the F cares? But nationally, we can't have deeper conversations other than, well, did the quarterback win or did the quarterback lose? Which gets to the MVP conversations, right? So here's here's what bothers me about conversations like this. You think, and you and I have had disagreements about this with Bryce Young, too. Okay. We judge quarterbacks based on our subjective view of whether or not they're elite. And we want to give them all the credit when they win and all the blame when they lose as if defenses matter, as if guys dropping balls don't matter, as in all sorts of things that play out in the course of a game. Because, yes, it is a team sport. But when a guy has success and they break off our preconceived notion of what we think a quarterback should be, we then want to diminish from them and use the classic, well, he's just a system QB. If it was that simple, then why don't they just go out and get any old quarterback off the scrap heap to quote unquote run the system? There's this weird devaluing of a guy that's actually going out there and executing exactly what the coach wants. Isn't that what you should want? You have a game plan. You have the receivers. You have the skill positions. You do need somebody to conduct it. And this idea that, oh, you know, take this guy and put him in here and they would have the same success. Are you sure about that? Number one. Number two, it also shows you that maybe we should dislodge ourselves about whether or not the quarterback should be the MVP or not. Because, well, if anybody could run it because he's got all these people around him, well, then that doesn't that devalue the position of quarterback? Pretty sure we were having the same conversation about Joe Montana back in the day. Probably. Yeah. Look at all. He's got Jerry Rice. He's, he's got, got this. Famers, he's all, right. all, all he's got Bill guys. Walsh. Right. If, if look, if Joe Montana was quarterbacking today, we'd probably be having this conversation. Maybe. I but mean, he wasn't the most but then physically again, gifted player in the history of the world. But I mean, of course, there's another issue too at play here. And of course, people are probably going to roll my eyes when I roll their eyes when I say that. But you know, Brock Purdy, white quarterback, to a tongue of Ilo, a black quarterback, and we're going to devalue what we see out of the black quarterbacks versus the white quarterbacks. We saw this with Joe Burrow and Cam Newton. Okay, 
Joe Burrow's out there being Joey Burr. He's got the glasses. He's got the fashion. He's got all that stuff. And everybody's swag. Got, he's got the swag. Oh, man. Man, Joe Burrow's so cool. God, I wish I was as cool as Joe Burrow. Cam Newton goes out there wearing a ridiculous outfit. And people are like, he cares way too much about his fashion than he does about looking at the playbook, guys. You see, you see, the, you see the difference there? See how we talk about these things? So I, that's not lost on me that we're doing this with Tua Tungavailoa as well. And we do it to a certain extent with Jalen Hurts in Philadelphia. Of course, nobody's happy with Jalen Hurts because he's been throwing a lot of picks right now, even though they just lost their first game. Anyway, I, I go. Jalen's a great comparison to Cam Newton. Probably. He's a, run, he's, he's a runner first. Yeah. And has figured out a way to become an effective passer. But, but the threat and his shelf life will mm-hmm. be like Cam Newton's. Look at the amount of times he runs the football. And if you get to a and Super Bowl, fine. if you can possibly pull it off, is that Do not it. okay? Yes. Play to Do the strength, it. man. Play yes. to the strength. Smoke anyway, them while you got them, man. To wrap my point on this with this idea. I can't of a, decide if you're trying to fight with me over Tua Tungvalu. I, I don't I don't have any problems with Tua no, it's, My My issues with fight. Bryce Young are the same. I it's, mean. The, it's not a fight with you. It's more yeah. with the fight of the dismissal of needing good people around you to succeed. Don't we all? We do. So when I say that the Panthers need to get better, mm-hmm. it's not that I'm trying to defend Bryce Young. I'm just simply trying to say, put any quarterback in that situation. How are they going to do? Right. You know, take Brock, take your MVP, take Brock Purdy, put him on the Panthers. What's going to happen? Oh, now you've put Brock Purdy in a position where he has to win a football game. Probably will Greer. What are you going to get? Probably will Greer. Right. So that's my point. It's I, think, this, I think it's Bryce Young because, right, remember, they had the, this is the one-to-one comparison because Brock Purdy did great on the, what was the name of the test? I'll, I forgot I'll never the name of the test. It, Wii Sports. Yeah, whatever the heck it is. That's the reason they drafted him. So because all he did great on some test that Bryce. Maybe uh, I'm not Brock doing it. It's entirely possible <laughs> I'm not doing a good enough job getting my point across in that when we have these MVP conversations, when we try to find the value of the QB or not, you can't have it both ways. Yeah, but what I, don't, what I don't understand at all about the MVP conversation is like, who really cares who the MVP of the NFL is? We do. We, we manufacture this as like a season-long storyline. It's, it's a debate. When it's not. It's, <laughs> come can, on my podcast and debate me, Joe. Can you? Who was the MVP in 2020? I, I have no idea. Know. Actually, I forgot. I, I have no idea. He was probably a quarterback, but yeah. I have no idea. That's possible. No idea how to how to sell a house. I couldn't tell. I do not either. You know who does? Hometown. Hometown Realty. Realty. Check them out online, myhtr.com. They are your roadmap to selling your house, buying your house, the entire real estate experience. Their agents, professional, experienced. They've got you covered from the triangle to the coast. Little known fact by me. Yeah. More than 60% of their business is new construction. What does that tell you, Joe, in the triangle where there's a bunch of new construction, you got to know the builders. You got to know your community. You got to know your areas because most people want a new house. Well, you want to deal with the experts who can help you get into that new house. That's hometown realty. MyHDR.com. The website could not be cleaner, could not be more user friendly. Buy, sell. And there's that mortgage calculator. So go to MyHDR.com. Meanwhile, we got Whitaker and Hamer. I feel like I got to contact Whitaker and Hamer to see if there's a way to stop getting parking tickets downtown. Or is that a me problem? Can I do do preemptive community service to not get parking tickets? 
Is that possible? Is, can Whitaker and Hamer negotiate that for yes. me? Yes, whatever issues you have. As I remember to pay for parking? Josh Whitaker, Joe Hamer can help you. <laughs> for sure. I'll do the same. Check them out. Yeah, just get pay for parking. Check them out online at wh.lawyer. Again, that's wh.lawyer. Lauren Brownlow hanging out with us in studio. What up, Brownlow? How much? I see you have your, um, what's the Disney movie again? What's the Disney movie again? What's the witch's Disney movie again? Hocus Pocus? Yeah. What do you mean? <laughs> I finally saw it. What do you mean you finally I saw it? I finally watched it. What are you, t- you had never watched it? I had never watched it before. We've talked about this. I didn't, I didn't remember that for some reason. So I watched it with the kids. I want to say it was last year. Have you seen Hocus Pocus, Joe? Of course not. It's fine. I didn't expect that from you. To they made fair. a sequel, too. I haven't seen the sequel. Is the sequel any I don't good? watch any Disney sequels. All right, fair enough. What's a Disney sequel you've seen? I did. Exactly. Did the Star all, Wars ones. Well, that, all no. The, all the Toy no. Stories. Okay, that's fair. The Toy Stories are good. Toy You're Stories right. are great. Okay, fair enough. I go, that's Pixar, technically. Yeah, that's. I did not real. I Nobody told me yeah. that Hocus Pocus was obsessed with virginity and losing one's virginity. I mean, a lot of like witch movies like that are, to be fair. Like there, there's always this notion that the witch has to sacrifice a virgin. Yeah. Um, and that's like part of the appeal of these movies, especially if there's like teenagers in them because they're like, oh, are you a virgin when you're not supposed to be? Oh, like you have to like admit that you're a virgin if you're yeah. trying to whatever. It's stupid. But it's, 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 it's definitely a plot point in like these the, movies with witches. And like the movie ends with like, yeah, I'm about to lose it. I was like, what is happening right now? This is a kid's movie? Well, it's the 90s kid's movie, though. That's true. They're like, a little bit different. There's a little adult they in places, you know? Well, and when that it's, does not sound like a Disney movie it, to me. It's, it's a little, actually, I want to say it was a touchstone. It wasn't Disney Disney. It was like a subsidiary of Disney. It was a touchstone, yeah, I think it is. I think it so. Is. Like, who, raised Rod, like uh, who Framed Roger Rabbit oh, is a Disney movie. Which is movie. a fantastic movie. But it was done by the touchstone imprint, and Who Frames Roger Rabbit is dripping with it's sexual dark. innuendo. And, and it's, it's dark. It's dark. It's good, yes. though. It's a great movie. Christopher Lloyd. As the the, the guy as who the puts judge. the cartoons in like the in goo the that kills the dip that like the kills dip. them. Yeah, it's dark, man. It's scary. And that like guy it, scared me as and, a kid. Oh yeah, same here. And like it, it's revealed that he killed Eddie Valiant's brother. Like what? with a piano. Yeah, with a piano. <laughs> I love that movie. It's a great. It's movie. It's so good. Yeah, but no, Hocus Pocus. So you would appreciate it because it's peak Sarah Jessica Parker. I was just going to say that. Peak. It is her sexiest movie, fever. and it's not close. Peak, it dude. is. She is super sexy in this peak movie. In that. Like. I was, she was like goals as a kid. Like, I'm just like, oh my gosh, she's amazing looking. Like, I want to be a witch and wear that exact outfit. Speaking of goals, do we all want, every every college football program wants an identity. Sure. Right. That. What are you known for? I think that's what. And, like, and for it to be a good thing. Hopefully for a good thing. Like Iowa's often. Like Iowa's identity is very bad right now. Yeah, not you great. would argue. Not great. <laughs> Is Pitt's identity, we're going to fuck up your season? I mean, always. That's who Pitt is. Yeah. You know? And, like, it's funny because people were calling that with Louisville, but I was actually kind of like, I don't know, man. This Pitt team might actually be a little more trash than mm-hmm. normal. Yes. yes. Because usually Pitt's not trash. Like, no. they might not be great, but they're not trash. And that's why they're capable of beating you. They also have talent on the defensive end, especially, and, like, they're schemed well there. They are always going to be capable of putting a game plan together mm-hmm. to beat you. But offensively, they've been so terrible that I'm like, well, <laughs> you know, they're not going to keep up with Louisville, so it's fine. <laughs> Should have known Pitt was about to happen. Yeah. Pitt, Pitt happens. Pitt, Pitt happens. I'm thinking 
who is the applicable pit for local teams? Yeah, see, I like wrote, who's, I wrote gonna, about this Who's going to ruin your season? I wrote about this for uh, The Messenger, actually, because I actually felt like I owed Pat Narduzzi a little bit since I literally roasted him the week before about the, the negative thoughts phase. It worked, so I'm like, And I had it to even mention it. I'm like, people are, ro- like, they got roasted for that. And look, they won. Like, you know what? They shut us up. Fair enough. Next time I see that vase, I'm going to be like, respect. You know? So I felt like I kind of owed them to write about what was, yeah. you know, write about that. And then also the ACC losing it unbeaten. Like, mm-hmm. who's who could also lose? But, yeah. So, like, for state, it's Boston College. That's yes. easy. Yep. Okay. Um, I would argue for Duke, it's been Virginia. Because they don't beat, they're one and seven in their last eight against Virginia. That makes sense. And Virginia has been better than Duke for like a lot of those, but not all of them. Yeah. And, you know, Pitt would be their second one because they're also, they have, they've only got one win against them in the last eight tries too. Even though like Larry Fedora would routinely beat Pitt, but David Cutcliffe never could. So like Pitt, and I, I think Pitt and Virginia are kind of Duke's bugaboos and Carolina a little bit, but like those are the teams that will come up unexpectedly. Uh, yeah. The, yeah. Carolina and Duke. Yeah, it, can't that's, be a rival. it can't be that. It can't no. be a rival. Right, exactly. Carolina's is, has always been Georgia Tech. Always Georgia Tech in every sport. And Joe and I were yeah. actually in that tie. In that tie, especially us, in Atlanta. Yes, yes. <laughs> that that ties into a conversation that we were Thanks. having during. Thanks, Atlanta. You gave us Dan Dockage. <laughs> Appreciate it. <laughs> that's right. Oh my gosh, I didn't even remember that. Yeah, yeah, that is yeah. right. Oh damn, yeah, man. That's why, like, long time Carolina fans. Man, no like, wonder they really just think that city Atlanta. is like haunted. Locked, yeah. Yeah. He locked. He locked MJ yeah. up, man. Uh, up. Also, in '83. 83 ACC oh, yeah, championship yeah, yeah. ACC tournament was in Atlanta where state the Sam Perkins missed shot. That's right. Jeez. Yep. Okay. Yeah. I don't blame Carolina. And there's a lot of Carolina fans in Atlanta. Uh, I can Atlanta see was the, uh, where we all were, were, were you there for the LSU game? Uh, no, Free I was not. Oh, I was. Yeah, you I was there. not. We were there. To be fair, that's probably one of the better things that's ever happened to them in Atlanta. And they still lost. <laughs> I know. And they still lost. And then there was that, wasn't there an ice storm in Atlanta a few years ago where Carolina literally had to walk to the basketball? Like oh, they yeah, could, They I couldn't even that. take public transportation. Yeah. They had to walk. No, the only thing that saved them, I think, in basketball recently, too, especially like the last three, four years, is that like Georgia Tech's been so bad that yes. it doesn't matter. But when they're yeah. good enough for it to matter, like it's always been a dangerous Just game for them. Josh. And really, Homer away for Carolina lately with Georgia Tech. Yeah, football. Like last year yeah, was totally, completely much, inexplicable. Yeah. Totally, no, completely exactly. inexplicable. Exactly. That was the, their worst loss they've had in a couple years, yeah. I would argue. And that's ultimately where we'll know if this Carolina yes. season is different. It's not this game against Virginia. No, I mean, if you ask Carolina fans which game they look on the schedule, they're not going to Clemson or any of those. Nope, it's this one. Yeah. Or not this weekend, but it's the, it's, the following it's Atlanta. weekend. And Atlanta. I get it. They yep. should be. Totally with you on that one. Uh, did you see where NC State's season has hit the parents are complaining mode? Oh, no, I didn't <laughs> no, 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 see not parents. complaining. Angry. Angry. Yeah. yeah. MJ Morris's mom tweeted Ooh, through it. Oh, uh-oh. That's where we are with the Wolfpack right now. She's right. She's not wrong. <laughs> What'd she say? Uh, basically, uh, I, Pack Pride. She's tweeting actually, at Robert and I? No, no. no. Oh. It's actually. <laughs> might as well be. <laughs> I, mean, I guess Pack Pride wrote a story about Just guys Adam, though. needing to step up or whatever. And MJ Morris's mom was like, what are you talking about? He hasn't taken first team reps all year. And everything else, and he, my son has stepped up. So you know, what do you want? But that's kind of where we're at right now with NC State I'm, season. No, she is right. She's right. She's one hundred percent right. That's yeah. Like what? <laughs> so anyway, why I'll, are they saying he needs to step up? He just started playing. He wasn't even supposed to play this year. He's not even supposed to be here. I'm not even Clerks. supposed to be. Yeah, <laughs> not even supposed to be here today. I'm not supposed to be here this year. Why are you telling me I've got to step up? Y'all need to calm down. 
They need to calm down, and especially with the quarterbacks. That's the that's my one request for state fans because I understand that they're upset. I need them to calm down with the quarterbacks specifically. Yeah, we got Just calm down. We got some pushback this week for our segment on Dave Dorn entering into the Herb Sendek zone. Uh, in that we're trying to like run Dave out. No, it like, has no. a certain connotation, obviously. Like no, but the connotation. I don't know if the connotation was lost. That's probably a failure on my part of framing it the way it should have been framed. Nobody's arguing that Dave Doran needs to go. It's simply pointing out that things are getting to a point yes. where every loss is a referendum on the program. Yeah. Every loss is a referendum. It's on been the like that really since last year too, I would argue. Like, and most yeah. importantly, and we'll close the conversation on this because the three of us are pretty well suited to understand the unique dynamics of this area and why what happens at Duke and what happens at Carolina absolutely affects how people perceive NC state. And the 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 biggest trick about the herb zone is it's not just that the losses become referendums. <laughs> sounds like a terrible talk radio show. It is. It is. Oh. It, it was. It, you don't. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, it wasn't great. It's neighbors seem to be doing better than you. Right. Of course. And when the neighbors seem to be doing better than you, it's like anything else. You see, like the great Halloween decorations right. on the one house. Your kids like, where are our Halloween Ex decorations? That's exactly. Then all of a sudden, it. it's like you've got to get your Halloween it's, decorations, and you're like, I don't want to put up Halloween decor. D Dave Doran is me being asked to decorate my entire apartment with Halloween stuff everywhere, and I'm like, you cleaning this up? To hey, my kid? No. Look, okay, cool. <laughs> I've got a core. I got a core memory growing up as a kid where I, I basically talked back at my parents after Christmas. I had a pretty good Christmas. I had a pretty good Christmas. All right. Mm. But we went over to a friend's house and one of their, their Christmas gifts, they had like a foosball table and there was something else they had. And I was like, this is such only child energy it's, from you because you still were, I'm sure at that time I was. Yeah. And I was like, <sighs> I want, Oh, it was, it was an air hockey table. I would love an air hockey. I don't. I want an air hockey table. Like again, I had a perfectly good Christmas, but I saw somebody else getting an air hockey table, and I was like a little jealous. That is NC State right now. It's yeah. Christmas Day. I get it. And eight, well, eight nine wins. That's good. But, but they're like, not. It's not flashy. It's not flashy. Of what's going on over at Duke with Mike Elko? It's not this I, to be opportunity somewhat, that Carolina has. Look, to be somewhat fair to State here. Yes, yeah. the neighbor thing obviously plays somewhat of a role. It However, as someone who is a fan of a team whose offense looks like they're trudging through quicksand, Yeah, I, I can attest to the fact that that starts to break you quicker than a bad defense will. It breaks your mind. Fine. Like, That's it fair. breaks your mind to the point that their performance against the Dolphins last week had me being like, okay, I'm feeling some optimism. I am broken. Okay, and that's what it does to you steadily over time. And that's what it has done to state fans to watch your team Especially when your defense is so good. Like, it's just, it's beaten them down steadily. And I know it's not what anybody wants over there. They don't want to have a non-functional offense. Not like Iowa, where I believe that they do. I really believe that, by the way. I, you can't do that by accident. I'm sorry. You cannot be the worst offense in the country by accident when you are in the Big Ten. That's on purpose. I mean, you can't convince one. me otherwise. It that showed up in the top 25. Let's, please don't. <laughs> they haven't played anybody, but, but whatever. Th I'm just sort of saying, like that. If you take out, <laughs> right. you know, if you take that out, then we're fine. I know that State doesn't want to be bad at offense, so I get it. But like the defense being what it is, and mm -hmm. then, and that's the thing is like when they've had, it's not even so much, I think this is residual because like, yes, they understand that maybe they were never going to have the kind of season that they've had potential to have in recent years, you know? Yeah. But at the same time, like, it's frustrating to watch your team lose the same way all the time. That makes sense. That's that makes the sense. thing. 
Well, look, uh, the Carolina Panthers, they can't hurt you this weekend. Actually, I know. they can. Well, they could. No, they can't because Jeremy, Jeremy Chin, Chin. Jeremy Chin apparently has got some injury that's going to keep him out. Well, uh, they were the, keeping him out already. So n- what's no, the well, difference? He, trade bait. It was, it's, he was potential trade bait. I, I mean, I don't, I don't know what you could get for Jeremy Chin, but it's like, oh, man, you can't even trade a guy away because he got hurt and he's going to be a free agent. You get nothing for him. Fun. Oh, I know. No, I know. Fun. Anything the Panthers do or that they're proposing the Panthers do mm-hmm. that does not involve getting picks back it makes me want to throw my laptop. That's fair. I'm, I'm over. Stop trading picks. If you're trading any pick to get anyone, stop it. Right. Someone intervene. I need an intervention. Can someone please intervene in that building right now? Stop trading picks away. You need those. Please. Get for the back. love of God. Lauren Brownlow. <sighs> check it out. Uh, the Messenger. Uh, you write about Pitt. Uh, you got anything on Uproxx this week? I will. You know, I'm on the Go ACC beat this weekend, so you know. Very excited. I'm right on top of it. Very excited. All right. We'll see you next Thursday. All right. Always love hanging out with that Brownlow lady. And you might like hanging out with Joe Giglio at the Ring of Fire with Matt Davis. OG Insurance. The OG Insurance.com. InsureGarner.com. Or call him directly at 919-779-8277. What's, uh, tell me more about this charity event on Saturday, Joe. Here's what you need to know. Okay. We're, we've partnered with Trophy mm-hmm. to provide some beer. Shout out to Powers. Yep. We've partnered with the Butcher's Market to provide some gift cards to the winners. Another shout out to Kenneth. I mean, we got this whole thing covered in the G for the community of hope. So good weekend. Looking forward to it. Matt does a great job. Home auto, all those other things, of course. But my favorite billboard in Garner. You want to talk? You want to actually talk to somebody? <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. Because you could save money like Troy did. Yeah. And you call them up, figure out how you could save 40%. Easy peasy. Love it. Also, big thanks to Homefield for sponsoring OVs and Jillio. Check them out online, homefieldapparel.com. Use the promo code OG23 to save 15% off your order. And when you hook up with Homefield, they're going to give you even more deals. After refer a friend, 20% off this, all good stuff. But it gets started with OG23. Yeah, one snag on our plan to get your dad a Miami jacket. Yeah. They do not have a Miami. However, okay, that brown little lady will be getting a Christmas gift because did you see the pit jacket that they have? Oh, yes. It says pit is it. Yes. On the back. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. And I, no, look, it ties into our conversation about the pit super weapon, negative Beautiful. thoughts, all that fun stuff, all that fun stuff. So again, big thanks to Homefield. Check them out online, homefieldapparel.com. Use that promo code OG23. Let's get out of here with some Hey Joe questions. Big thanks to Anthony over at Oakwood Pizza Box. It's a Thursday. A Thursday. They're open. open. That's how you have your day clock. I have my Oakwood Pizza is open clock. Okay. Is it a thir- <laughs> yes, they are open today. So again, big thanks to Anthony for sponsoring Ovius and Gilio. Uh, I have a Hey Joe for Joe. What is it about you and players being mic'd up? You love a clip where players are mic'd up or coaches are mic'd up. Like you were watching this, like my, you, 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 I overheard this Mike McDaniel clip that you, that he was mic'd up for the Panthers game. He said nothing. He said nothing. They say nothing because they know they're mic'd up, but I like it. But you love that shit. Yes. I you love that shit. Love Why? Why do you love that? Because, it's kind of like the time I went to the Duke State game during the pandemic, and you could just hear everything oh, that was happening true. on the field. That's true. I like all that. You stuff. also love it when football players go to baseball games. I I didn't even know I did <laughs> until I saw this clip on John Boy Media. Denver City, man, every other day. You look like you about to do damage, though. Pum, I told you. I see it. You swear to hell, man. He got a good song. He got everybody singing with him. Everybody know the song. 
That song probably gonna be in my head all night. Hey, hey, yo, hey, okay. <laughs> you know, like in baseball, they switch pitches every game. Yeah, because they can't pitch too many times in a row, right? There's so many little ins and outs with baseball. I ain't know about. I said, if I ever played baseball, I don't want back. I don't want none of that. Put me in the outfield somewhere. You see what I'm saying, bro? That's a hundred miles per hour. <laughs> So think about that. These are these are football players. Yes, DeAndre Swift and Terrell Edmonds from the Eagles. These are football players who get run into like at speaking of hundred miles an hour from like human bodies. Three three like a three hundred pound man yeah, running so into you. DeAndre Swift's a running back, and <laughs> you're worried about hundred mile hundred mile an hour baseball. That's funny to me. That's funny to it's me. It's good stuff. It is good stuff. So yes. apparently, the like the Philly atmosphere right now is like just off the charts. Oh, off the charts. Yeah. Yeah, it is off the charts. I actually saw there was a clip. In a good way. Not yeah. the not the Philly throwing batteries at oh, Santa way. Our favorite, our, our other Joe Gillio. Uh, Philly's favorite he could, Joe He Gilio. might be yours. He's not mine. He's, he's messing with my money. He said, no, he responded. <laughs> he actually, res- the other, the WIP Joe Gillio responded to, because I, I tagged him in our clip about Trey Turner and not responding to text and maybe thinking it's the other Joe Gillio. He's like, he doesn't care one way or the other. I'm like, are you sure, <laughs> sure, Joe? Are you sure? But the other Gilio shared a clip from some Arizona-based sports talk radio where they were like, yeah, man, like the atmosphere in Philly right now is an absolute home field advantage for the Phillies. All right, we'll get out of here on uh, my favorite topic all the time. Oh, one other one, since food's been a, uh, a topic that is from Matt Krause. Uh, he tagged me and uh, Golick Jr., fellow fans of the GOAT, Reese's. The Reese's dipped animal crackers are back at Costco. Have you had those? No, dude. I'll go buy a. I'll go buy a bag. You, it feels like official OG business. They won't last. Yeah, I need the OG card for that one. They won't last. All right, this is from uh, from Cam. Uh, he's a Wake Forest guy. Does good stuff covering the Demon Deacons, and he hit me up with paging Joe Ovius. And it was from Media Gazers sources. This is an actual an aggregated story about the Washington Post. With ESPN and TNT unwilling to spend $2.6 billion a year on NBA rights, the league seeks deals with Amazon, Apple, and more and offers games in local markets. Again, this is from the Wall Street Journal. So I looked it up, and I had a Wall Street Journal subscription at one point in time, but I I, I scrapped it. It just got too expensive. Uh, my my deals started running out, and I just wasn't reading it as much anymore. From, from the story, somehow I have access to the story. Each company is under investor pressure to trim costs. Huh, where have I heard that before? Hmm. You mean the bills come and do for ESPN as the market continues to change? What? Cable's decline and hefty mergers weighing on their balance sheets. Meanwhile, the largest sports broadcaster in local markets is in bankruptcy and on the brink of liquidation. The solution, the league is looking to bring additional parties to the negotiating table as it plots out new deals, which could go in effect in the 2024-25 season. For consumers, those deals could change significantly where the games are broadcast. ESPN and TNT, which carry 165 games nationally, combined are exploring signing up for a smaller package that keeps them in the inventory game, but just not spending as much money. And the rest of the games would go to Apple, who just trying to get into this game. TNT, you know, uh, HBO Max is now, I, I went into HBO Max to watch last week tonight with John Oliver, and they're giving me baseball games. I'm like, whoa, where is this coming from? So Apple's apparently sp- expressed interest. Amazon has apparently expressed, uh, expressed interest. And that's where these things are going. And again, it just continues to highlight what we've been seeing throughout this year. As everybody cuts back, as the landscape continues to change, there are some places that are going to have some difficult decisions to make as to what they want to spend money on. 
And the NBA is probably the last big media rights deal that's on the table for the foreseeable future. Like the NFL is locked in. Major League Baseball is, is locked in. You've seen what the Big Ten and, and the SEC have done here most recently. And that's why, as the money has continued to dry up, I've always wondered when it comes to ACC expansion, contraction, who's going where, somebody has to pay for this to happen. And the, le- and the leagues are being told by the broadcasters, we do not have the money that we once did and we have to make these decisions. And the NBA, 10 years ago, making billions of dollars, is finding out from their broadcast partners, hmm, guys, love you, mean it, but we cannot spend as much money as, as we used to. What do the colleges think is going to happen as they continue to reconfigure the landscape of college football, right? And it's just, again, another example of where things are headed. And it also, it also ties back to an interesting thing that I talked about with Ben Thompson from Stratechery that we, I talked to Ben about a month ago about where this is all going and how tech is going to decide the future of sports television. And the one thing he keeps harping on and the one thing I keep seeing, and I think he's going to be right about, is that Google, YouTube, is going to be the landing place for sports fans. Because YouTube is trying to figure out how to locate, because that's the big problem. Where are the games? Like, how do you find them? Sure. You know, it used to be on cable, you had your cable package, you had your sports tier, you can find what you needed to find, right? But now we've gotten to the point where it's scrambled all over the place. Sometimes it's on Apple. Sometimes it's on Peacock. Sometimes it's on HBO Max. Netflix has been thinking about possibly getting into live sports as well. Although I don't see that necessarily happening. Um, How do you find it? Google might figure out, well, if you use YouTube TV and you type in Carolina Hurricanes, we'll make it easy easy discovery. Now, that might not be part of your package, but we can aggregate it and we can add it on for you if you'd like. But it'll be super easy to find rather than where am I going? Is it on this app? Is it on that app? Is whatever. That's the future of sports bundling. It's YouTube figuring out how to aggregate all this stuff in one place. And of course, we'll have to pay for it. But hey, that's probably where things are going. That's going to wrap it up for this week's Ovi's and Gilio. Y'all enjoy your weekend. I'm going into the heart of band life in Orlando. I'll report back from the Bands of America showdown at the Citrus Bowl, Joe. Mm. Do you want live updates? Want me to live tweet it? Yes, please. Broadway shows on a football field? Yes. (laughs) See y'all on Monday. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.